0: I told my dad the next morning, I said, you know, hey, I got a job. Yeah. I said, "Uh, it's for a medical marijuana dispensary group in Pittsburgh. He didn't look at me. He said, well, is it legal? (laughs) I said, yes, dad, it's legal.
1: Welcome to Healing Hearts, a podcast created by the Healing Center, voted Pittsburgh's best dispensary.
2: The Healing Hearts podcast coming from the Center for Media Innovation at Point Park University. My name's Mike Flick, and uh, one of our pharmacy managers at the Healing Center is joining us today for the podcast, Jill Zimbicki. It took me so long to learn how to say your last name the right way. It really did. But...
1: Hi, Mike. Hi for Jill. having me here. Hi, <laughs> Jill.
2: But let's talk about why you're here and why you, uh, why you made it to the Healing Center. You know what's, uh, what's your background? Where, where did you start before uh, you were a dispensary manager at our Washington location?
1: Well, for the past 10 years, I've worked in managed care for an insurance company, Okay, Um, you know, reviewing cases for drug interactions, opioid abuse, things like that. Um, What got me to the healing center, I've always had an interest in more of the traditional holistic side of medicine.
2: You were telling me before last night, your brothers, uh, uh, he's really into holistic medicine. He's
1: a nutritionist. So, you know. I've seen a lot of his patients benefit from that side of medicine so that really interested me in that. So when I heard that the healing center you know was hiring pharmacists um, that really inspired me to to pursue that that a career in it.
2: What's um, the biggest difference between what you what you were doing before as a pharmacy? Where what what, what were you doing before in that position exactly?
1: Well, I, really, I, I didn't have any patient interaction okay. at, at that position. It was more um, contacting doctors okay. um, about patients' therapy. And and I really miss that one on one interaction with the patients. So it's almost like
2: you were consulting with the doctors more than more than anybody. Right. Okay. Exactly. What's the difference? The biggest difference, you know, going from that to what you do now. I mean, you do one. You do about a thousand things every <laughs> single day. You're the dispensary manager. I mean, you're running mm-hmm. the store. Right. Um, you're making sure the place doesn't burn down on a day on a moment to moment basis, <laughs> and and even deeper than that, you're consulting patients. You know, mm-hmm. it's a far leap for you. Mm-hmm. You know, what what what's in that. Right. Sleep.
1: Um just the the difference is just I feel like I'm really making a difference in in patients' lives, you know, helping them guide them to using a more natural, safer medication um to help them with, you know, an alter- a healthier alternative that that is ha- hasn't been available to them for for so many years. And and I really see it benefiting patients and and that's really, you know, rewarding to me cuz I've found that, you know, in this in this job like I make a difference in their lives
2: you do you actually get to help people I mean we, we mm-hmm. see it every day in that dispensary it's uh it's something incredible to see when somebody comes in at least for me the first time and they, they they've got that rough look on their face they've they've mm-hmm. had pain especially. You know, around our area, we've got a lot of those blue collar workers, you know, they worked in the factories, they drove truck for 25 years, you know, rough jobs that a lot of people did, you know, worked really hard at for a number of years. And they come in and you give them uh, an Indica or, you know, something that's going to help them get a good night's sleep and seeing them come in the next week with with color in their face. Mm -hmm. uh, It's really changing, isn't Mm it?
1: It, mean, is. it is it's like I said, it's very rewarding, um, you know, and and just not only helping with sleep but with their pain, too. You know, some people, like especially elderly people are are there, you know, because of their pain and not being able to walk and and they'll come back weeks later and they'll be walking without their walkers or canes. and it's just it's just amazing. To it me. sounds crazy when you say <laughs> that, you know what I mean? it, it really is. yeah <laughs> it, it really is and, and just knowing that i'm I'm helping them, you know, really is so rewarding
2: kind of being able to usher them to to that right, point. just guide
1: them to you know to find what works best for them and and to help them guide them through their journey of what you know the, the relief that they're searching for
2: journey is the key word there too for everybody because i mm-hmm. feel like when people come into the healing center it, it's it, it's certainly not a one-size-fits-all answer it, 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 at least mm-hmm. from from what i've seen you know
1: right um yeah and and Everyone is different, so it's very individualized. Um, you know, and the, the lack of research. You know, there's no textbook guidelines to say what what dose you take for right. with what medication. Just like you know, a normal pharma, like traditional pharmacy. So, so that can be challenging too. You know, trying to find the right product for each patient. Um, trying to you know make them understand that this they have to have patience. It's not going to be like oh, this is the first time you come in and you know this is going to work for you. So it is a lot of trial and error.
2: Absolutely. And, and uh, it, it, it's a journey, but we had to get there uh, for patients, but we had to, we, we certainly went on a journey of our own. Let's go back to kind of uh, day one because you were the first, you were the first manager for the healing center. I mean, there's not a lot of people uh, in the state. Who can say that they were the first dispensary manager for a company uh, selling medical cannabis? And it, it, it's, I don't know, you kind of a big deal. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, going into that, mm-hmm. what was your expectation? And how? Cause ah, it was just mind blowing.
1: Yeah. I and mean, then how
2: how different was it once we all got in there yeah. and that, and the doors opened on, on day one in that yeah. Washington location?
1: I mean, I honestly I didn't really know what to expect. You know, I, I tried to prepare myself as much as possible. You know, I studied what I could. Um, you know, we didn't learn about medical marijuana in, in pharmacy school. They didn't teach us that. So, That's so weird. Yeah, it was up to me to kind of, you know, research that and find what I could. And um, so so that was just, you know, just very challenging. Um, so you know, I would kind of had to wing it. You know, going in to start those consultations with patients, um, and you know, go by their conditions, and it, it was difficult at first.
2: It's kind of a. It sounds like it's kind of a, an accumulative education.
1: It is. It's very ongoing. And, and I actually learned a lot from the patients, you know, when they would come back and, and tell me what they took and, and what worked for them. So I I used that to help, you know, with my new patients and use that knowledge to, to guide them, too.
2: Yeah. And, um, you know, you were talking about how it's, it's not taught in pharmacy school. I always think about when we were first meeting, uh, you know, we call it the bunker. It was this place where the original crew at the healing center, uh, we, we got together, we, we started learning about as much as we could. And I remember, uh, Mr. Butler, our general manager, who's going to be on, on with us in a little bit here, uh, him talking about how there's the endocannabinoid system that goes over everything and it, right. they don't cover it. And that's, that's, that's nothing mm-hmm. that's talked about in, 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 pharmacy school. And it's something mm-hmm. you guys have to learn. And it's something yeah. that's very under-researched and there's just not a lot out there about it and it's 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 a crazy thing to me it it, right. it really is
1: and, and it's really amazing that you know it it's really helping so many people you know and it's it's so safe and it's natural right. and, and people have been using it for thousands of years and and so that's what's you know so amazing about it is that you know now people are using it on a day-to-day basis and it's helping them
2: And with the products we have, as opposed to, you know, products that people may have tried in the past, you know, um, these things, all, all these products that that come into our places have labels on there. You know, they're safe, you know, they're clean, you know, there's no pesticides. The state of PA Mm -hmm. did a phenomenal job on, I don't know if anybody, if everybody knows that, but they did an amazing job at setting the restrictions on, on pesticides really hard, uh, really strict Mm -hmm. for the grower processors, which, which just to what you're saying makes Mm -hmm. a a clean and healthy product for those patients, uh, that we have coming in
1: right so i can feel confident in recommending making recommendations knowing that they're not going to have you know harmful effects with
2: that i feel like what you're saying right now is part of the next thing i want to ask you but Mm -hmm. you know there's definitely a bigger answer there why why do you do this
1: well like i said before you know i i feel like i'm making a difference in people's lives like i wanted to give you know guide patients to find a healthier alternative a more natural alternative you know i have i saw a lot of patients taking so many different prescription medications they come into the dispensary and and none of them really work for them anymore Mm -hmm. so and this is the one thing that's actually working for them so that's that's why i do it because you know i'm like i like to help them find you know their success in their in their treatment and, and give them the relief that they're really looking for
2: that's awesome,
1: and that's why we Thanks. love
2: you, Jill. <laughs> Thanks. You get a lot of first-time consults. So when you come into any healing center location, uh, the first time, it's required that you have a consultation with one of our pharmacists to help determine your, you, you know, the pro, the, the trajectory of your medical therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the first thing they do is they meet you. Most days when they come to the Washington store, mm-hmm. if somebody listening to this right now, they're thinking about coming out to us for the first time. Uh, maybe they're a little apprehensive you know there's been a lot of uh, of uh, of negative stories in the past about the the product that we now use for therapeutic mm-hmm. reasons um, they've got a lot of questions what's the best piece of advice that you would give to somebody before the first time they come into one of our locations and, and have that consultation with you
1: you know just don't be don't be scared don't be scared to try this you know we are here I am here to help guide them through this and so are the other you know patient care reps that work there too we, we're very Friendly and welcoming, and you know we we're going to try our best to educate those patients through this through this journey, and you know just keep an open mind. Um, don't set expectations for yourself. You know this this may not work the first time. You know it may take some patience and trial and error to find out what works best for them. Um, but just you know, my advice is don't give up. D- you know, don't be afraid, and and don't give up on it.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Jill. (laughs) And this is a great time to bring our GM, Mike Butler, into the conversation. Let's take a break and we'll do that right when we come back. Hi, this is Chris Cohan. This is Jay Richards. Hi, this is Mike Flick. And we'd like to take this time to thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Healing Hearts Podcast. And we're back with our general manager, Mike Butler. Uh, what brought you into this industry? What what really changed everything? It seemed like from what you told me before that you had a pretty natural inclination in college towards pharmacists. Because, I mean, you were, you're a pharmacist as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm a chemistry-minded kind of guy. Um, I remember molecules. I remember numbers. I forget names and faces. <laughs> uh, that's just kind of the way my brain works. I'm one of those black and white kind of people little nerdy. <laughs> That's
2: it. <laughs> Nerds make the world go round, man. Elon yes, Musk, do. I think you would take the word nerd as a compliment. So you're right. a good company there. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, you were working, uh, you know, after you go through college, uh, you know, you kind of had a natural attraction into pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, next was the retail world. What was that? You were there for quite a few years. Yeah,
0: I was um, pharmacy manager for Rite Aid in Clarksburg, West Virginia, for a number of years. We were right across the uh, parking lot from the biggest opiate addiction treatment center in Clarksburg. Wow. Um, so we were, I was right on the front lines of the uh, opiate crisis. Literally. In, in central West Virginia. Yes, yeah, sir. You shared, shared right a parking
2: lot it. with it. Wow.
0: It can be discouraging um, over time. There's a lot of people, there are you know thousands of people that are really genuinely seeking help um, with, with opiate addiction. And the traditional uh, medical solution generally is simply replacement. Um, and there's mean? a place for that, uh, replacement with methadone, replacement with uh, the new drug Suboxone, which is buprenorphine.
2: This um, is kind of substituting big, one after the other for the other. Kind
0: exactly. And the idea that you want to get over something that, it, that you're addicted to is the freedom of not having to be tied to that thing. Right. So substituting something else that you are still tied to, yes, maybe perhaps you're no longer taking heroin or maybe you're no longer taking the opiate pills. But you still have yourself, you're a dependent and you are tied to something that restricts your freedom in a very real way. Right. Um, so
2: you're still tied to something.
0: That's only part
2: of it. Yeah. Right. So seeing that happen literally across the parking lot from you, how did that, you know, I, 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 was that part of your leap from the pharmacy retail world into where we are now?
0: Well, I was, I was pretty discouraged um, over time uh, because I genuinely did not feel like I was part of the solution to the problem um, in West Virginia, which was, of course, my goal. Every medical professional, um, we all want to make things better, better for our patients. We want to make a, a better environment in general.
2: That's why you get uh, into these things, exactly. right? Exactly.
0: Uh, but I really felt like I was I was becoming part of the problem. As opposed to part of the solution
2: by feeling, fi- I'm sorry, filling these these big prescriptions of of all these pain meds that we're getting. I mean, in, in my opinion, in some people's opinion, overprescribed. You know.
0: Yes. Um. F- you know, f- coming from the place where I am, I, I can certainly say that I felt that there's, I feel there's a lot of overprescribing in, in standardized medicine. So yeah, I was I was supplying, I was the biggest supplier of of opiates and uh, benzodiazepines. Um, to that area, like guys from Detroit and Pittsburgh had nothing on them. <laughs> milligram per milligram. I put more of it out there and, and, and it really weighed extremely heavily.
2: on. And that's me. all legal. That's all. Those are yeah. all drugs that people think they should be taking because their doctor tells them to take them. This is 100% everyday life, right? Yes. That's it. It scares me. It really does. Um, and the upside is, is nowadays we see some of those folks come in, a, in, a, in our facility and they're able to find an alternative. You, you kind of see that, that bridge there?
0: We do, yeah. We, we see that a lot. And I think the problem is in standardized medicine, Although perhaps um, if someone has 15 different medications they have to take in a day, we can analyze each one of those molecules and give the reason why that's part of their medical therapy. But that doesn't change the fact that when you step back and you look at the whole forest, that as that medication burden increases, quality of life decreases. So those quality of life measures continue to go down. Because those drugs
2: take a toll on your body.
0: They do. They do. And over, over time, you see more and more. And the problem is, even if you have a patient that wants to decrease their overall medication burden, so they go to the doctor and they say, I've got all these meds, I want to take less. So where is the doctor that's going to take a look at that and say, okay, of all of those, I'm going to take you off of this one. Now, the second the doctor does that, they are exposed to such a huge potential liability because if a month later or two months later something happens in that person's life sure well hey who do we blame well you told them to quit taking this medicine
2: they listen to their doctor so
0: it's really we don't have a pathway in standard medicine to provide a decrease
2: of medication burden that's an incredible way to think about it i mean it's again a little bit terrifying um But, uh, wow, that's that's, that's kind (laughs) of jarring, I'm not going (laughs) to lie But, you know, a lot of things are crazy, including you You know, you, and I mean that totally in a positive way You accepted a job as the general manager for a medical marijuana dispensary, you know how insane did you feel after you made that decision when you made that leap? I mean, that you there's no way you could have known what you were what, what you were up against going in.
0: No, we had we had no idea. I mean, I certainly had no idea what all, all it was going to entail. Um, but I did see medical marijuana coming in PA. It was something that followed, and I was actually watching the news one night and I saw that this place called the Healing Center was having a job fair down yep. on the south side. Uh, it was oct- late October, so I put my best three-peat suit on. Ended up being 95 degrees that day. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I met Jay and Chris, um, Jay Richards and Chris Cohan, our owners. And fortunately, uh, a few months later, I convinced them that um, I was the guy they wanted to go with to uh, help build the company. And all I really knew, Mike, going in is that regardless of what I faced, I would rise to it. And that's something that every single person has the ability to do,
2: whether Absolutely. we believe in our minds or not. Absolutely, you're getting me a little misty over <laughs> here, man. That was good. <laughs> um, why you do it now, though? I mean, everything's changed. I'm sure your your perspectives on uh, on cannabis and, and, and its medical therapy have evolved over the past few years as you've been in this. You know, it, I'm sure it would have been a different answer back then. Why do you do it now? saying that my
0: um, views and opinions of marijuana have evolved over the last two years is a vast understatement. Really? (laughs) Vast understatement. Um, This is absolute true medication. I have seen patient after patient whose lives have been completely transformed. I can't count on my fingers and toes how many uh, over 65-year-old wives and husbands have come back and said, you changed my life. You changed my spouse's life. My husband's taken me on vacation for the first time in 10 years. My child, spo- my autistic child spoke and mm-hmm. has been nonverbal for seven years. It, it, it's unbelievable. People that were taking huge, had huge medication loads. Um, one that I know on four different, at least four different blood pressure meds, wow. literally stopped taking them. She went to the doctor a couple of months after she started medical marijuana and they said, wow, those meds are working pretty good. Your blood pressure is perfect. They were blown away when she told them. Now, this is not everybody, right? Right. I would not suggest this. Kind of what
2: the Jill was saying. It's it's very individualized Mm -hmm. for everybody's body.
0: So rather than help, you know, rather than tell people quit taking this medicine, quit taking that medicine, which is a medical professional pharmacist, we would never do. We ask people what their goals are, and we give them education and information to help them achieve their goals. Because in the end, no matter what your doctor tells you, you have to do. It's your body, and it is always your choice.
2: Absolutely, it's a perfect time to bring Joe back into the conversation. <laughs> because you guys have dealt with a lot of patients. I mean, cumulatively over the past two years, uh, if you had to estimate how many people you've sat in that consult room with, and and, and kind of taken them, started them on this journey of finding out what's going to work best for them medically. There's got to be some incredible stories that you've not only seen the beginning of, but seen kind of the pinnacle of. You know, these people come into our place. They they're not sure what to do. A lot of them have tried opiates. A lot of them have tried so many different other uh, things, including other holistic things as well. Not you know, not every shoe fits every person, regardless of what it is. You know. Um, if, if I were to ask you both for, you know, one giant success story that you've seen patient-wise from the healing center, um, Joe, what would be the first one that, that pops to mind for you?
1: Uh, well, I do have a patient who's been suffering from, for, from seizures for years now. And she was off all of her prescription medications and she started using medical marijuana. It's been about a year and a half now. And, you know, I started it with her, you know, wasn't really sure what you know exactly what to recommend but started her on something and you know every every time she comes back she sees me for a consult and we go over her treatment and we tweak it a little bit here and there because you know she, she was was still having some breakthrough seizures sure and so but i think we've gotten to the point now where they're finally under control Wow. And it's just yeah, she's how, how long doing did well. that
2: take to kind of find that balance with that patient where she was where she had those seizures? I, 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 control. I
1: would say probably over a year. Over a year just yeah. to finally yeah. get it to the point where she's not having them anymore.
2: Back to the point of it's definitely a journey. I mean
1: Exactly, right. It's not going to happen overnight. So it can take time, but she didn't give up and You know, and she's finally seeing the benefits that she was looking for.
2: And how many was she having before she started trying medical cannabis?
1: I would say maybe one or two a week. Oh wow, Mm -hmm. that's uh, I can't
2: imagine how traumatic that is on your on your mind and your body Mm -hmm. to go through that twice a week. That's.
1: I mean, they they were smaller seizures. They weren't grand mal or anything major. Sure. Okay. Okay. But still, the fact that now they've you know she's not having any is just remarkable.
2: Yeah, Mike, Mr. Butler. Um, to your point, I think you're
0: right. It, it's it's hard to imagine just how traumatic seizures are. Yeah. Uh, for people that have them, um, you know, knowing that even if you get later on in life, any time you can just drop, it, it's horrific, and it takes a terrible toll on on people's mental capacities and and on their body.
2: The fear of anticipation, even I, it, I, I don't know that would be incredibly handled. they incredibly difficult to handle.
0: So probably the uh, success story that sticks out the most for me. Um, I'm a father. Uh, my little boy is seven years old right now. Um, we did have a little little bit of trouble when he was born spent a couple weeks in the NICU um, sure. up at McGee and they're literally our angels that live there um, and work there. Uh, but in any case, a mother came in and she had started her seven-year-old autistic son uh, with medical marijuana. This is
2: another patient that happened to be there at the time. I'm sorry? This is another patient that happened to be there at the hospital at the time.
0: Uh, No, this is someone that came into our dispensary. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. One of our early success stories. So she had started her son on medical marijuana and, you know, came back a couple weeks later and and had been titrating him a little bit but hadn't really seen much. Um, I saw her a few weeks later when she came in and I asked her how everything was going and literally tears immediately started coming down her face. And (laughs) she said um, that she had continued to titrate him up. We had him on a one-to-one formulation, one part CBD, one part THC. And as she you know, got a little higher concentration in the kitchen one day, she looked at her husband and said, be careful he doesn't hit, hurt himself on that chair. And the little boy looked at her, looked at the chair, pointed and said, chair, chair, chair.
2: And up to this point, he'd been nonverbal.
0: He was nonverbal for seven years. She had not heard her son say a word. And um, it, it, it affects me As well as as a father. And the only thing I can think is if my son was in that position, what would I not do? Sure. Is there anything that I wouldn't, is there a length that I would not go to? Sure. Um, So in the end, she said her son now follows her around the house like a parrot. Just <laughs> everything just, she says, just saying everything now, <laughs> like huh? her own personal little African Grey, <laughs> and uh, just just repeating everything she says, and it is absolute joy to her heart every time she hears something come out of his mouth. Uh, so that really really stands out.
2: There's one that I talk about uh, a lot when we're at the dispensary, and it's uh, the one product that we have. It's the the extra strength. Uh, there's a pain cream, and it's. An unbelievable, helpful, helpful product for localized pain. And I'll never forget first gentleman who ever came in and told me about that product. I didn't, I wasn't a patient yet, so I hadn't tried the product. Uh, bigger gentleman. He, he was, he was everybody's Pittsburgh uncle, right? <laughs> he was a, a bigger guy. He worked in the factories. He would driven truck for a couple of years. Uh, you just kind of, oh, we were talking about earlier. He, uh, he, he worked in a factory at the time and he got the, the pain cream. And he started using it on his thigh because he walked with a real heavy limp all the time. I and mean, I, I can't remember exactly, but he, I think he had some kind of a degenerative hip disorder. Um, and after about a week and a half of using it, his foreman looked at him and said, Why aren't you limping anymore? I've never noticed another person limping or not. You know, like when you get those, those are things you get used to, and they, they kind of fly under under your radar. So it stood out as a big deal to me. Um, you know, it just 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 to show the gambit of things uh, of that can be helped by this. You know, somebody coming from an autistic child. Uh, you know, somebody who had seizures. Uh, somebody who just wanted to be able to get some sleep and be able to walk without a limp. You know, there's uh, there's there's about a, 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 could you put a number on the, the the applications that we that we've seen come into that dispensary? Formally,
0: uh, yeah, twenty one.
2: Yeah, right, yeah. right, 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 right. For the conditions, uh, but absolutely. But informally, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Not.
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's there's really no way to to measure the true impact um, other than the collective of literally hundreds of thousands of individual stories. That's really where what we have as evidence in our holistic medicine niche where we operate um, is hundreds of thousands, if not millions of individual stories. That is our clinical trial. Hi, I'm Michael Butler, lead pharmacist, general manager with The Healing Center.
1: Hi, I'm Jill Zimbicki, pharmacist at The Healing Center. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for listening to our Healing Hearts podcast.
2: And we're back with the Healing Hearts podcast coming from the Center for Media Innovation at Point Park University, which is an amazing studio that they have here. And for our last segment, I think we should talk about kind of our cannabis coming out stories. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I came from radio, right, you and know, I know when I called my mom one day and I said, Mom, uh, I got a job at a medical marijuana dispensary. The first thing she asked me was, what does Gina think? <laughs> My pharmacist girlfriend and I said uh, she didn't know this at the time. I said, "Mom, uh, Gina's already signed up. She signed up before I did. Uh, she's going to be working there part time." She said, "Oh." And then we got off the phone, and then uh, we we didn't catch up for about a week. She called me the the following week. And at some point in that week, she watched the CNN special that I think Fareed Zakaria did or Sanjay. Gupta. Was it Sanjay, Sanjay Gupta? Was it Sanjay Gupta did yes. it on CNN? Uh, she saw that. And all of a sudden, as soon as Sanjay said it, <laughs> everything was OK. And she was all about she was very excited for me to have a, a new occupation after Sanjay Gupta right. <laughs> signed off on it. Um, so what was uh, what was your kind of your, your cannabis coming out story?
1: Well, I've actually had a, a mixture of responses. Um, you know, my parents were were happy that I was doing something that really interested me. Um, the, my former coworkers thought I was a little crazy that I was leaving my old job to pursue something that was so, you know uncertain and unknown. and and then I had actually one response from my friend was, um, well, that's the future of medicine." Really? So that okay. really is surprisingly positive. Yeah. yeah so that really, um, you know, was made me feel good, and very positive.
2: Nobody, nobody was giving you the. Uh,
1: no one was. No, no one no. really was too <laughs> negative, which was good, and and it really, now as you can see, it really paid off, and I'm glad that I, you know, made that that transition. Yeah, it kind of worked out for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you have a uh, cannabis
2: coming out story.
0: Well, the main thing that sticks out for me is. Chris Cohan called me one evening. It was about seven o'clock. My little boy was five at the time and made me the offer for lead pharmacist general manager for their company, The Healing Center. Uh, my wife was on board, of course, she knew I was looking for it. So immediately she calls her mom and, and says, you know, that that I got the job and my little boy was in the background and he's, he's yelling into the phone, grandma, grandma, daddy got the weed job. <laughs> And uh, everybody was really happy about it. Now, the only person I was really concerned about was my father. Really? Uh, ultra conservative family. I'm okay. um, a farm boy from Greene County. Um, so I told my dad the next morning, I said, you know, hey, I got a job. Yeah. I said, um, it's for a medical marijuana dispensary group in Pittsburgh. He didn't look at me. He said, well, is it legal? <laughs> I said, yes, dad, it, it's legal. <laughs> Well, all right then. <laughs> so, was there? I more? was in the clear. Did,
2: did you get more of an opinion uh, nope. beyond that?
0: He waited to see. He sold now. Oh, okay. He's <laughs>
2: okay. He's on board now.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He he understands now.
2: It's hard making that transition, though. I mean, we even see it with patients sometimes.
0: One of the things I tell all patients, not all patients, but most, is especially people that don't have any experience, is I give them this line. Everything you ever learned in your life about marijuana was wrong. Yeah. If we think of all of recorded human history, every society, every group of people that's come across this plant has have viewed it as medicine, used it as medicine, until 1933. All of a sudden, it's, it's heroin. Right. It's less than 100 years, and collectively, as a society, we have come full circle, and the vast majority of us now know we, were, we have been deceived, and this is medicine, and it should assume its rightful place with other
2: medicines. Absolutely. and We have a ton of patients. Uh, th- this always surprised me, that you would think it's one or the other with people, that they're either cannabis or they're pharmaceuticals. I'm always amazed at the people who find the balance mm-hmm. between the two. They're able to cut back on their pharmaceuticals dramatically, or even just a little bit. You know, anything's a positive move, you would think, then, right? Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's a tool in the toolbox. So when you're treating someone, you know, as a doctor, as a a medical professional, you have a number of tools, a number of ways that you can, uh, avenues you can pursue to try to bring up quality of life, decrease symptoms. And medical marijuana is one of those. It's a very legitimate option, as it well should be.
1: And what's nice about it is it treats so many different symptoms. Whereas, you know, with pharmaceuticals, you tr- use one drug to treat one symptom. Sure. One symptom. And then another to treat another. And then yeah. that drug gives them side effects. So you prescribe another drug to, you know, help with that side effect.
2: Yep. It's just it's stacking.
0: Snowballs. Yeah. Right. it's snowballs. Yeah. And, and I've seen that in retail pharmacy. You know, you come in and Mrs. Smith comes in and you meet her and she's a great lady and she's taking five meds. And a year later, she's up to 8 or 10. And a couple of years later, she's at a dozen or maybe pushing 15. And within five years, you've known this person for five years, and now she's, she's taking 18, 20 meds, and she's a completely different person than she was. And that's kind of the trap of standard medicine.
2: Yeah. And I only have one more thing for you guys. Our lightning round question, we're going to ask this every week. If you were going to be a strain, what strain would you be? You go first, Jill.
1: Well, I would have to say there's actually a strain called Jilly Bean. Uh, it's not grown in Pennsylvania, but that's that was actually my nickname growing up. That's what my dad would call me, <laughs> Jilly Bean, so I would have to say that one. It's very serendipitous <laughs> yeah, now, that, now that you
2: work here. Right. <laughs> Mr. Butler?
0: Um, I would think, and this is only since the um, introduction of anxiety, as a medical condition, as an approved medical condition in PA. Pre ninety eight Bubba Kush. Okay. Uh, Pre ninety eight Bubba Kush is a one to one form. It's one part THC, one part CBD. Um, and I have an incredible positive, incredible amount of positive feedback from anxiety and PTSD patients, in specifically, about how much this drug helps them get through every day, without making them feel like they're high at all. Yeah. So it's very non-psychoactive, but incredibly effective at at decreasing anxiety and PTSD symptoms.
2: And as our general manager, you make sure we get through every day so it's fully appropriate. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) If you would like more information on The Healing Center, our menu, our online ordering system, our locations, our stores, uh, or our newest location coming in Cranberry soon, thehealingcenterusa.com. Thank you guys so much for coming today.
1: Healing Hearts is presented by the Healing Center, voted Pittsburgh's best dispensary. Healing Hearts is recorded at the Center for Media Innovation at Point Park University. More information is available at thehealingcenterusa.com.